0: Hi, this is Jeff with the SBCA podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on our podcast or would like more information about the podcast, please contact us at sbcapod at gmail.com. That's sbcapod at gmail.com. Let's get to the show. I am your host, Jeff, and I'm so glad that you're here with us today. This podcast is for you, camp directors, camp managers, camp volunteers, whoever you are. This podcast is designed to give you the information to make you successful, to help your camp grow to its fullest potential content, connections and camps. That's what we're doing here. And we hope you enjoy. Let's get on with the show privilege to have on the podcast today, Dr. Jeff Robinson. Jeff Robinson is the lead pastor of Grace Fellowship, a church for all nations, a large multicultural church in West Palm Beach, Florida. Grace has 69 first-generation nations represented and is a regional leader in evangelism. He is the author of Persuasive Apologetics, the Art of Handling Tough Questions Without Pushing People Away, and also serves as a subject matter expert in apologetics for the Lee Strobel Center of Evangelism and Applied Apologetics at Colorado Christian University. He earned his Ph.D. in apologetics at Liberty University and holds an advanced Master's of Divinity in apologetics from Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary in Fort Worth, Texas. Jeff resides in South Florida with his wife, Jen, and their three children. All right, so welcome onto the podcast, my friend, Dr. Jeff Robinson. Dr. Robinson, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today.
1: Good to be with you, Jeff.
0: I saw a post that you had put out on Facebook, and I'm going to read this because when I read it, it actually struck me as was so valuable and something that we really need to hear as leaders, whether it's in a camp setting or in church setting or, or whatever we're doing. And the post was simply this, a thought on leadership. In leadership, I doubt we can overestimate the value of managing one's own emotions. Leading others requires, in a sense, leading ourselves. Think about it. Leadership involves guiding others to see the goal and stay on mission through the unexpected challenges, equipment failures, and the voices of chronic naysayers. Then there's the internal insecurities and fears that every person deals with to some degree. This requires, at a minimum, a baseline ability to manage one, one's own emotions. How? How? Start by finding your value and identity in the gospel and framing and framing work-related problems in the light of the greatest problem that was solved by the gospel. Don't listen to the haters. Understand you'll never be able to please everyone and be okay with that. Just make sure you're pleasing the right people, namely the Lord Jesus, who is more than enough for you and what you're facing man what a what a powerful powerful statement on leadership and a way to a way to focus our thoughts. And what struck me about that is this particularly in the camp world, you know, we we are faced with a lot of those challenges we get, you know, as a director, one of the things that, uh, I just did a yeah. conference uh, with, some, uh, with some potential volunteers, and one of the things that we hear a lot and I'm sure you hear this mm-hmm. a lot is you know what you ought to do is and so you get a lot of the <laughs> you get a lot of those comments oh, yeah. and a lot of those things all the time and this, what what you're saying here in leadership really puts the focus not on what else is going on, but who we're actually serving. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Well, Jeff, first, I want to say thanks for having me on the podcast. And I appreciate the work that you do uh, with your role and how many people come through your camps and and just uh, are ministered to in an incredible and incredible way and uh, what what you mentioned in regards to those who say hey I have an idea or hey why why don't we why should we those are some of the most terrifying words that a, that a leader can hear specifically in the nonprofit world or, or the church world uh, because there's there's leadership and there's also, uh the 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 need to lead in the spirit of christ in certain environments say like, man if you don't fit into the org chart that's what who are you and what are you you know why, why are you talking to me about this um in regards to to those who who bring like uh, ideas that have an element of criticism there is sort of an idea to say hey jeff why aren't you guys doing? So there's already like a deficit in that conversation. It's not just the question uh, that they're asking or the idea that they're positing, uh, but there is that, you know, that naysayer uh, grain within what they're trying to do. I mean, I think it just goes back to, to who we are in Christ. I know sometimes for preachers, it sounds like a you're trying to just hyper spiritualize it. But it's not that. It's the core of our faith. Who am I and who am I trying to please here? Theological level, man, ultimately it's for the glory of God. God is glorified by us serving whom? Who who, who is my constituency here? Like, they were going to make everybody happy. You know that. I know that. Early on in ministry, there's a, a gentleman that was a pastor in a very small town, wonderful people, wonderful place. But he had been the mayor for 30 years. And he said, son, there's one thing you need to understand. I was 23 years old. He said, he said, he said, you're never going to make everybody happy. And if you do, you're the first one who's done it. You know, it's just like, just just <laughs> understand that. Like, that's not a negative perspective, Right. right. Because sometimes we come to leadership, man, we're going to do this and this and this. Everybody's going to love it because, I mean, they hired me. So, like, if they hired me, I mean, they got all my ideas are going to be received well by everybody. That's just not reality. So kind of have a, having a biblical foundation and letting that foundation takes into account human depravity, right? That I don't know at all, That I'm not the perfect leader. Right. And I'm not going to make everybody happy. So it's not going to, like, destroy our worldview or our self-respect or our joy when we get criticism, we bake that into the process.
0: Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that it struck me with this is that it requires a level of emotional intelligence, I think, because, uh, you know, it, 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 it would be nice if I if we could say, yeah, you know, as somebody gets into a leadership role, it gets into a leadership position. They automatically have this you know level of emotional leadership. But that's not always the case. There's a part of where yep. we have to really know ourselves, know what our limitations are and be able yep. to be OK with that in a sense and say, OK, well, God's God's gifted me in this area for this thing. How can I? How can I uh, enable others to be able to fill some of those gaps and be o- be OK with not being the guy, you know, or, or, or the lady or whatever, being able to, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to be I'm not going to have all of the answers for everything. But I can bring mm-hmm. you people who who might be able to fill in some of those roles. Um How do we how do we get to a point to where uh, what are some tools that we can use? I I mean, obviously, you know, the word of God, you know, we're pointing to the word of God and and knowing ourselves and and trusting uh, God to kind of continually form Mm -hmm. our uh, our spiritual journey as we're being sanctified. How do we continue to do that? What is the process? What are some things that we need to be doing to uh, enhance our own emotional maturity and get an idea of how we can move forward in our leadership role by doing what we are called to do, not what everybody thinks we should be called to do.
1: <laughs> as far as the emotional security, if you want to just use that as a, as a miscellaneous drawer, man, I think a lot of times, Jeff, that, that in part is informed by our temperament and our wiring. Um, for some of us, we're just more naturally just, we're, we're going to see a hill you know, give me a hatchet and I'm going to go make it like we're going to go build a city. Like, in what point? Like, how are we going to do it? I don't care. Good game. Like, let's go. Let's take the hill. <laughs> let's get it. And some of us are, are maybe more introspective. Right. Uh, we we're more processors. Some of us are more uh, we feel like our role is helping uh, the vision or implementation, you know, more of this. You got the vision. guy. Let's go get it. And then some folks say, OK, well, how exactly would you think this is going to work best because I want to help and the vision guy has no idea he's like we're just going to take the hill and somebody's like okay what do we need to do right you got your detailers your processors and then there are those who say man I care about like I believe in this vision I believe in being a part of this team Uh, but I want to make sure the work matters but the worker also matters and so some of us are driven uh, more mercy compassion Making sure that the team members are okay, uh, team health. And again, some super strong, like leader types were like, hey, as long as we get there, you know, we got, you know, 50% of the troops still there, we still took, we still won the battle, you know, they're like bodies everywhere. So um, I think by taking a a, a wider perspective, (laughs) hopefully a more honest perspective, Jeff, is the way that a leader or someone, and ultimately we're all people under authority, right? even CEOs of for-profit people say, man, if I was sitting in that seat, everybody, I just tell everybody what to do. They're going to do it, make millions of dollars. And that is not the reality in the corporate world at all. Like if anything, it's tremendous pressure, but even those who are at the top of the food chain are still in a sense under the authority of their shareholders, of their customers, They are serving. They are under that. So in terms of of leadership and our stability emotionally, I think in part, uh, it has to do with how we're wired. Um, And for some of us, we can go back to, man, stay on mission. Like if you're more type A, what is the mission? What is the big picture? What has God called us to do? Specifically, this podcast is for leaders, right, Jeff? Of Christian camps. So you're not only leading the boards that you are responsible to and your trustees, you are leading, in a sense, those who are behind the camp that are not in a specific org chart who are giving. You're leading them to help them see the big vision. You're leading the Mm -hmm. staff. You're leading those who actually come to the camp the adults, and the students you got a very wide range of folks. And so for more type A say, and what, what is the mission again? Does this ultimately matter? Is this the big picture? And then um, if you're, if you're wired, you know, more in terms of compassion and mercy, I'm not saying that type A's aren't, but I think we get the general picture, you know, uh, just remembering that, uh, that in Christ, Uh, I have all I have all that I need and being able to find uh, other people just to talk to. Some of us don't know how to talk. Some of us don't know when to stop talking. So I don't know if that's a precise answer at all, Jeff, but I I really I'm growing in the area and talking to people that and much of our leadership um, material and even a lot of our evangelism material. We're working through a new project with our staff, I think, is generally written by type A's and by extroverts. And so how do we go about helping Mm -hmm. those leaders that are maybe not just the ones that are pounding the table, the ones who can't stop talking, who can talk to anybody about anything? There are different styles of leadership. And so that's more of a process we're working on right now.
0: Well, you know, it's funny when you mention that I went to a conference that was uh, for fundraising and and doing some of those. And one of the seminars was uh, introverts unite, hey. which was I thought was funny, you know, overall. But uh, I got into so I went to it because I'm, I'm kind of myself. I'm kind of an introvert. I mean, I, it you know, I love talking to people when when the opportunity arises, but I'm not going to be the guy that just puts myself out there. So I mean, it's just not the a way situational I'm
1: extrovert. Mm-hmm. Uh, like in the yes, moment, if there are people yes, I there, would,
0: you can engage. Absolutely. Yeah, if it, if the situation calls for it, I definitely would be I, – I can be that extrovert where I can, you know, I can stand up in front of a group of camp people and just talk, you know, and talk right. camp. Or I can, you know, I can talk in in the moment. But on a normal average given day, I'm not going to interject myself into – a group or a conversation and unless it's, unless it's expected Got of it. me. So, uh, so I go into this conference, uh, this, uh, introverts unite kind of a conference to figure out how to, you know, how can we be better at, uh, development and, and raising funds and doing some of those things. And their only answer was don't be as much of an introvert. And I was like, well, that's not okay. helpful at okay. all.
1: <laughs> that's, that's interesting, Jeff, because a lot of folks who do have as a a broad brushing at a lot of the folks that you'd fundraised from who have capital, not all, but many Mm -hmm. are process people. Like you don't Mm -hmm. just end up with the ability to write, you know, a six figure, seven figure check to a Christian camp by, by being someone who doesn't pay attention to details. So that's very interesting to me. And often your introverts are more introspective and that kind of goes along with the territory.
0: Yep. Nope, absolutely. But yeah, that they, was that was, that was kind of the. That was seriously wow. it. That was that was basically the whole thrust of the uh, the conference there. And I and I feel like that does a little bit of a disservice, because, as you said, you know, those introspective, those who are uh, not the first maybe to jump out there and say, you know, they're not yep. the uh, they're not the Peter mm-hmm. who's going to jump out and stick his foot in his mouth every yep. time he says something. But he's got you know, he's he's trying to go in the right direction, but he's going right. to trip over his words doing it. Um, those that are sitting back and maybe not saying as much. Um uh, those are the ones that you know sometimes have that you know have that bigger picture kind of a, a thought. You know we you know how do we how do we get from point A to point B in that in that sense? So I see that there's value in uh, in all of those dynamics. There's value in all of those different leadership styles, and each one within our realm of of, of work and ministry that we're doing, each one has its place with the understanding that we've got to be careful not to overtake or undersell wherever we are. So if you're a type A person, you can't you can't be the guy leaving bodies on the ground like yeah. you said, you know, you we got there, we only have 50 left, there's going to mm-hmm. be bodies everywhere. But you also if you're if you're more of the introspective, right. if you're more of that introvert type, you can't sit back and say, well, you know, in hindsight I wish I would have stepped up and said something. No, you've got to be mm-hmm. able to you you do have to be able to have that moment to process, but then, then speak your speak your mind yeah. and get involved in what's going on. So as as leaders, as people that are in the uh, in the midst of of ministry, how do we how is the best way for us to overcome some of those things that we see as uh, this is our kind of our nat- natural mm-hmm. thing? You know, I'm that natural inter- introvert. I've learned over time to kind of interject yeah. myself socially when, when necessary, what's it, what are good ways for us to be able to, to do that, to, to pull back if we're good. type A, to jump in, if we're, good. if we're not.
1: We've started to doing uh, flipping pro- profiles through Integris, a great Christian group here with our team and 360 reviews. I think that's very helpful in terms of uh, where we're actually working, who we're working
0: with. It gives. So on the. Oh, yep. I'm sorry. Just real quick on the 360 review. Mm-hmm. So not I, I've heard of that. I've heard of that term. And I know a little bit. Explain yep. that a little bit to everybody. Who's so listening. it
1: gives on the other hand, you have the personality profiles and we've all been frustrated by that. If we've led a team for like more than six months, because human nature, when I get a personality profile unless I already have a huge level of self-awareness that's going to come from some other source, not that profile, then I'm going to fill it out with how I want to be or like how I am in my own mind. And everybody else on the team is like, man, this dude has no idea the way he comes across like this guy is, And it's just like, I, I remember a guy years past was like, yeah, man, I'm a, I'm a lion. And like, he fills us out with like the high, high D high, you know, dominant control. And I'm like, like, brother, you, you, you couldn't organize a ham sandwich. Like it's, we, let's, let's work there <laughs> in his mind. He's somewhere else, somebody else, right. He's Schwarzenegger, 1980s, you know, right. but it's not reality. So the 360 review, it has, uh, some of the similar categories, but a lot more detailed, but you send that to around six or seven people, some, or your direct reports, Some people uh, report to you or even like a friend or a good mentor. So it's a diversified pool of people and you don't know who's who, Jeff. So it's it's very detailed and there's obviously got to be a certain level of trust. Like if there's some really strong animosity or if the leader's listening to this say, you know what, I think we're going to have to, and you're talking with trustees or whoever, I think we're going to have to make a a de-hiring or a staffing change here in the next three, four, six months. It, it may be uh, not extremely helpful if that person on the other end, if there is tension, uh, if everybody sees that there's sure. a departing uh, happening. But man, that's been super helpful because at the end of the day, I can be whatever leader on paper or write a book or do podcasts, but what actually matters for you at Lake Yale For me, a Grace Fellowship, a church for all nations, like our leadership as it is perceived by those that we are leading where we are, right? Wherever you are, be all there, Jimmy Elliott. So really what matters is what we're leading and who we're leading. And I think the 360 reviews, at least for us, have been a game changer.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that is it's a it's a great way to get insight that, yeah, because like you said, I've done I've done all of those before and I do the exact same thing as no. No, I want to be this guy. This is who I, this is who I want to be. I don't want to I don't want to answer that one, even though I know that's what I, I would do, but I'm right. going to do this. So, right. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's like most of our our personality profiles, we're assuming a certain level of self-awareness that if we've not trained our team to have then we're expecting them to fill out like a disc profile and they don't have really the tools. And we all have blind spots. I do. That's why they're called blind spots. I don't know what they are. But 360 reviews is a way uh, to find out more of how we need Jesus.
0: Well and you were you were saying it before I interrupted you on the 360 thing. You were talking a little bit about some of the other other tools that you guys were using. So go ahead with that.
1: I think just honest conversations with the team um, that starts with the leader. Saying, "Hey guys, here are some areas that I am not particularly strong in, or that I just don't know." So, letting the team from the top down know our gaps that we know that we have gaps is really helpful. And following that with, "But here's why," right? Like here at Grace or Executive Pastor Tim, here is why we need you on the details. Here is why you are needed on these systems. Uh, Our you know IT director look, I know how to turn on the computer. I know how to do just some basic stuff, but I do not know networking. And if Ken does like in front of the whole team, say if Ken doesn't do networking, then I mean, Grace Online, that's going to be tough. Pushing out deep dive once a month. It's going to be tough. Like everything else, us being on a system together and email. I mean, a little bit difficult. Hotspots have a, a shelf life. So spotlighting that with the team To say, hey, I don't know everything, I don't want to have the Nebuchadnezzar complex to think that I do when I don't, I think creates uh, respect within the team for one another.
0: Well, and you have a unique situation there, too, with you have 69 different uh, first-generation nations that, we that know are of. represented at your church. So that, <laughs> that, that, that you know of, right. So, so you, uh, aside from just not knowing, you're also dealing with cultural mm-hmm. things. And I think in, in mm-hmm. camp ministry, we deal with a lot of that same, same type of stuff too, because we get people from all, all over, yeah. uh, maybe not 69 different places like you guys, but I mean, we still are dealing with some of those uh, differences that we have to be able to say, Hey, I don't, I don't exactly know sure. how to respond to this or answer this or or yeah. be able to do some of that. So it's it's valuable to be able to um, bring that in and one of the and I, and and just to just to promote yeah. the camps for just a second and promote the SPCA well, one of the things that's best The best part of that is we are some of the best sharers in the world. I mean, that is one of the things that that has drawn me to um, camp ministry and one has drawn me to doing some of those things is it's not a uh, it's not a sense of we're only just out for us. And my encouragement to anybody that's listening, any of these camp directors that are listening, maybe you're a new camp director, maybe you've been around for a while, um, get involved with others who can who can fill out some of those areas for you, who can be that, you know, that mm-hmm. tech help. You might not be a tech person, but there may be another guy at a camp somewhere who has some information there that, that, that you can, that you can share. You know, we're not all going to be in the same ministry like we are at, at a church, but we're spread out and we're designed mm-hmm. uh, in the SBCA to help each other out, to achieve the mission of sharing the gospel of, of winning mm-hmm. souls, of getting, getting young people and adults, uh, uh, to Christ. And uh, that's that's phenomenal. So I would encourage anybody who's listening to don't sit back and think, I've got it all figured out, number one, or don't sit back and think, well, nobody wants to hear from me or I'm going to sound dumb if I ask somebody for help. That is never the case. Um, you are never stronger when you're standing with and linked arms with somebody else. And that is, I mean, that's proven in Red Rover if you didn't know that. So you can call back to that old game and uh Uh, And, you know, you're strong when Red Rover and they come running and uh, if you're Mm sitting there by yourself, you're just going to get mowed down. So think about that as you go into leadership. (laughs) So Jeff, um, I, I you, we have been on for a little while now, and uh, I wanted you to kind of get a get an opportunity to talk a little bit about your book, Persuasive Apologetics. I I would really like for you to talk a little bit about that to the listeners, so that they want to know where they can get that, or what what that's all about, and that how that would work.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Jeff. So, Persuasive Apologetics is trying to combine truth and tone. A lot, again, going back to our discussion about emotions and and leadership. And man, I I love apologetics, dedicated a lot of my life to that. Uh, We we incorporate that in what we do here at Grace Fellowship. We have Brian Christian School that uh, for the fall. I think we have around 800 uh, students, K through 12. So it's a big part of our heart, uh, professionally, ministerially. But in this current environment that we are all living in, If we are smelling the coffee, we know that this is not a culture that is currently driven by data. It's a culture that is driven by the effects of the fall through broken emotions. And just to back up for a moment for for those uh, that are on the podcast that follow these things back uh, just a few years ago, the intelligent design movement was a big deal in the 90s and probably early 2010s with the Richard Dawkins who was pushing back against that, with the God delusion. I think that was written back in 2008. It's just a huge concept, right? As the universe created, uh, or is it designed, or is it the result of, of something else that doesn't involve God or a God? The conversation, Jeff, was all about science, dominated the airwaves. Just a little over a decade later, we're having conversations in which we don't know what a woman is. And I'm not trying to to be humorous here. Like literally we're told at this point that you and I can identify as a biological female or that biology has nothing to do with it. And so just from like a 30,000 foot view, we're in a very interesting time. And so all of that to say that I believe the scripture, I believe in general revelation to where we have been given minds by God, to process the world and to process truth and error. However, I think it is absolutely vital that the tone that we use is First Peter three fifteen, gentleness and respect. And for those of, those that are Christian leaders on on this podcast, we know First Peter three fifteen, give a reasoned defense, right? Uh, apologia for the hope that lies within you. But sometimes in our wider apologetics, especially popular level apologetics not necessarily from the scholars but those who are popularizers of those arguments that we must if we're going to be biblical in our apologetics we give the evidence but do it according to the text with gentleness and respect and so the book is trying to fuse together emotional awareness good people skills if you will and good apologetics so It's been it's been fun uh, writing the book. It's used for a few courses at Colorado Christian University right now. In fact, uh, as of uh, three weeks ago, Kriegel Academic Publishers um, is going to put that under contract. So it's available on on Amazon right now. um, But that'll be, I guess, the next year um, uh, republished uh, under under their imprint. So excited
0: about that. You know, as you're as you're talking about that, you know, it makes me think that, you know, it, it is it is apologetics. But like you said, it's it's that tone in which we lead people as well, which fits right into what we're talking about today. I mean, that all of right. that, uh, it, awesome. it flows into how people how you're received. You know, communication doesn't happen if yep. you're uh, if all you are is just talking to a wall. If you're just yelling at a wall, you're just you're not getting right. anything back from that. And so in order for there to be communication mm-hmm. there has to be a uh, there has to be a communicator and it has to be a receiver on the other end there and um you know I, right. I i've always heard that you know you if you're a leader and nobody's following you you're just out for a walk you know you're not you're not really leading any anyone anywhere and the same thing with the conversation is if we're right. if we're not speaking in a manner yeah. that as we're bringing in new people as we're bringing in a new generation as we're talking to them and we're sharing uh sharing our our right. vision for the camp we're sharing the gospel We're sharing, um, you know, we're we're sharing biblical truth as we're Mm -hmm. discipling our staff. If we're not doing that in a way that they're able to hear it. that they're able to process that, we're not, we're not effectively communicating. So I think that that's an extremely valuable tool that we have there. And I'm going to make that available. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to put it out there. um, The, uh, the first five emails that I get, I'm going to buy the book and I'm going to, I'm going to send it out to those, uh, those, those camp directors that are listening to. So I'm going to do that for them. Be a blessing to them. Blessing to, uh, blessing to you and your ministry out there for all that you're doing so that, man. man I really appreciate what you're what you're doing for the Lord. All right, so Jeff, man, it's it's been fantastic uh, just hearing your insights on leadership and on our uh, emotional maturity, our emotional security, and and how we can we can develop that to be uh, better stewards of the gospel for for the people that we serve and and things like that. What is something that you'd like to leave with us today? How how can you? uh, What is something that you would like uh, for all of the directors and the camps? How how would you like to uh, encourage us? Talk to us? Leave us with something that we can chew on.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I would go back to where is your enoughness? Mm. Second Corinthians three, five, not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything is coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God. So when there is a process that needs to be tweaked and they are, there always is. This process, the system, the way that we're going about serving the Lord, my enoughness, my identity is not in what we do. My identity is in Christ. And so if anything, the best idea wins. And the more we champion that, the more it will give our teams buy-in and it will give our teams joy. And uh, in this time of the great resignation that we are all in, uh, getting and retaining quality people is a challenge for pretty much everyone. And so just encourage, uh, encourage our teams to consider that as the guy who's working the blower right outside my window <laughs> is pursuing the best idea, which is to blow up the sidewalk. <laughs> but, um, that is, yeah, yeah. Just to operate from our starting point. Our starting point is, is our sufficiency in Christ. And so, uh, evaluating tearing stuff down. One thing that we do just on a, on a weekly basis, Jeff, for one of our sermon planning meetings, I don't know if this will be helpful, um, is we take what we talked about the Sunday before, and uh, we'll say, in this meeting, there is no org chart, There is no senior pastor hat. The text is perfect. The God who gave the text is perfect. However, the sermon is not, and it was not. The preacher, and it's usually me, uh, was not and is not. So I'm asking you, we're putting on the board what we're going to talk about in five weeks, what we talked about on Sunday, high-low of that. And so for me and my role, that is the the premier product, if you will, the preaching uh, of what people can see, um, if you will. And so just to have those guys to train as we work through it together, that if the leader is taking that step, then when we need to talk to our teams about something that needs to be tweaked they've already tweaked. And some of the guys even still a little bit hesitant about that. Um, and and I say, okay, so then if you're hesitant to share, at this point, we've broken through most of that. Um, let me put the org chart back on. The lead pastor, the senior pastor, is requiring of you a specific duty during this hour. And that specific duty is for you to give for Sunday's sermon that you heard sometimes three times. If they were in all three services, most of them have other stuff to do. Give me the high, give me the low. And so that trickles down. And that, again, it's it's not like a ploy. But it is very, very helpful because there's gonna be things that you do with your team, Jeff. Yep. Like you have to yep. do. And so however that's relevant, I know with, with camp leaders, is we're not necessarily up in the pulpit every Sunday. And so, but maybe the idea, the concept of is there something that we can give certain team members? And not everybody's in that meeting. Right. We're all created equal in the image of God, but not not all opinions are equal, not all knowledge bases are equal for certain tasks. Uh, But just that idea, of the best idea wins. Yeah, and
0: you know uh, that that brings to mind, and one of the things that I um, that I always have tried to do, and I'm not as successful at it as as you, and 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 probably not as others are, but is to have that King Arthur and the Round Knights of the Round Table kind of mindset. You know, when they, you know, when King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table sat, they took out their swords. they put them on the table, and there was no king. There was no knight. They were they were they were there together for the Love for it. the kingdom of Camelot. And you know that was yes. that is that same idea that you're talking about there. It's it's we're laying down our swords. We're we're not putting on the head. We're looking out for the best of the ministry and what's going forward. And I think mm-hmm. um, it takes uh, it it does take a little bit of. Um, uh, selflessness to be able to get get to that point i mean you you're elected as a leader to to lead and then be able to set that down and say All right, we need Mm. to hear the good, the bad, and the ugly. Let's let's do Uh, this. You know, one of the one of the guys that uh, that I hope to have on the podcast at some uh, point talking about confrontation. uh, His name's Kerry Massey. Um, He uh, he gave us a phrase of "you got to cuss, fuss, and discuss," Uh, and uh, and it's uh, it's Mm. being able to do that and then get up and walk Mm. away from Mm. the. No, King James. Yeah, right. right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And uh, and be able to do that and and get up and walk away from that situation. better and a stronger team, not having any any personal um, not taking any personal offense to to any of that, but mm-hmm. understanding that if the mission and the ministry is going to move forward, we have to be able to have those kinds of conversations. So what an, what an encouragement. And I think it's extremely Good. valuable for camp uh, leaders, camp directors. Yeah. Absolutely. So thank you so much. Jeff. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, thank you for
1: that idea, Jeff, though, about the nights of the Roundtable man, I'm going to go look up swords on Amazon and see there's <laughs> a way I can, like get swords for our team and just weird them out once again, all right? Like, all right, pocket belt, let's put all your pocket knives on the table. Yeah. I love
0: That's it. awesome. That I love is awesome. It. Jeff, thank you so much. You, you are a blessing to me. You're a blessing to, uh, your church and to, uh, and to the kingdom. And we're so thankful that, uh, that you're in this fight with us. And, uh, if, um, uh, it, it, I don't even know. I don't know if you go out and you do things or you do things for others. Um, if there's a way that people can find you to to have you come out to their camp or something like that, how how can they get in contact with you?
1: Yeah, uh, you can go to gograce.church. Gograce.church. You can find me on there or I have a website, jeffreyrobinson.org. And I would love to love to serve however. Absolutely.
0: And I'll put a link to both of those in the description of the podcast. Uh, We've been talking with Dr. Jeff Robinson uh, and we're so thankful to have you on today. Thank you so much for the wisdom that you shared. I know it was a, it was just a little bit in a nutshell. We could probably sit for hours and do this, but the spirit can only absorb what the, what the seat can endure. So uh, we will, uh, we'll go on from there, but thank you again uh, for being out here and, uh, I hope to see you back on the podcast with us. Thank you,
1: Jeff. Thank you so much.
0: And that was my interview with Dr. Jeff Robinson from Grace Church for All Nations. If you'd like to get in touch with Jeff, you can reach him on his website at jeffreyrobinson.org. That's J-E-F-F-R-E-Y-R-O-B-I-N-S-O-N.org. Or you can go to the church website at gograce.church. If you are interested in getting Jeff's book, Persuasive Apologetics, all you have to do is be one of the first five people to email at sbcapod at gmail.com. Request the book, and I will be sending that out to you very, very soon. We look forward to seeing you more on the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. May God bless you as you seek to serve him in all that you do. This has been Jeff with the SBCA podcast praying all the best for you, your camps, and your staff as you seek to give Him glory in all that you do. See you next time. The SBCA podcast is a production of the Southern Baptist Camping Association. Our theme song, First Day at Camp, written, produced, and performed by Caleb Hilbert.